Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. What's up, everybody? My name is Ray Taylor, and this new episode of the Early Retirement Vlog. Uh, I attempted to record this yesterday. I'm doing a new, different camera angle. Uh, but it wasn't the camera angle uh, for the reason why I'm doing it again. Because the sun set before I finished, and it got dark, and the dome lights aren't enough light to illuminate me in the back of my van. Um, and they tend to only entice the police to come check out a van parked in a parking lot with the dome lights on and a dude sitting in the back potentially getting a blowjob from somebody that they could arrest. Sadly, I'm not getting a blowjob. I'm just doing a podcast in the back of my van. Probably the, the most opposite thing to getting a blowjob in the back of your van is doing a podcast in the back of your van. Uh, so yeah, so the dome lights don't work. So I need the natural light and because it's winter time and because I'm really close to mountains, that sun dips behind those mountains pretty quick. Uh, and by the look of it, it's, it's creeping that way again today, but hopefully I'll be able to get this, uh, recorded so I can get it out tomorrow because it is Tuesday today and tomorrow is the release date for the early retirement vlog. And that's what I'm doing right now is the early retirement vlog. My name is Ray Taylor. I don't know if I said that. I'm sweating in the back here. It's a little warm. It's like 80 degrees. I have the vents going. There's no breeze going. I didn't feel like running the AC, which I probably should do. It's going to be nice and comfortable in here. But I don't like to give myself those kinds of comforts. I probably, I probably am too hard on myself most of the time. But whatever. I guess that's just, that's just how I survive. That's, that's how I roll. I, uh, but anyway, so, uh, it's my birthday's coming up. Uh, I'm not a big fan of my birthday. I am very much not the type of person that, uh, has a birthday month or celebrates for a birthday week. Uh, I think, I really think that kind of behavior is disgusting. Uh, it's very common within the female gender. Uh, if you want to talk about gender roles, I'm not seeing a lot of dudes, uh, pretending like, uh, everybody should give a fuck that your birthday is for a month. Um, it's very much ego petting. I think it's, I think it's people, people like, I don't know. It's a birthday, like celebrating you, like uh, you survived another year and you deserve some kind of celebration. Like, what did you do to deserve that celebration? Like, why are you waiting? Just you being alive is celebration enough? I don't know. Which I don't, you know, birthday, whatever. But, like, the birthday month, that just takes it way too far. It's just disgusting behavior. It's just disgusting. It's the same thing, like, just like, I don't know. It's just, it, it just makes my skin crawl and... I don't, it's, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like at least, at least when people are like that online, like, Oh, it's my birthday month. And blah, blah, blah. 
Look, I know what kind of person you are. You definitely fit into a type of category of human that I, I'm not a fan of, you know, and that doesn't mean anything. My opinion of uh, of that shouldn't is you know isn't necessarily more or less valid than the person that celebrates their their fucking birthday for a twelfth of the year. Um, I don't even like celebrating it one three hundred and sixty fifth of a year. Uh, I'm not a fan. I don't have any plans. Star Wars is coming out uh, on my birthday on the 15th. I may try and see it the night before. Usually movies get released. You know, there's the quote unquote midnight screenings the Thursday before. Uh, So maybe, you know, I'm sure they're all sold out. I, I probably will wait till the weekday and just go see it first screening matinee someday before I drive. Uh, just so I can avoid the crowds because I there's advantages to watching movies with big crowds. You know, comedies are really great uh, around big crowds. Certain, you know, horror movies can be great around certain crowds. Uh, and I guess people might, you know, be more respectful about not being noisy or talking if it's a larger crowd. But my, so far... I do another podcast, if you're not aware, called Ray Loves Movies. And uh, where I'm living right now is, you know, it's very much a vacation destination during the winter, which is where we are now. All the snowbirds come into town. All the people with enough money to have two homes, one in whatever mountain uh, region they live where they get snow uh, that they live at most of the year. And then they have another place in the desert uh, where they come to the winter time where, you know, it's like I said, it's 70, 80 degrees outside. The sun's always out. There's hardly a cloud in the sky. It rarely rains. The weather's amazing. Uh, So there's a ton of people. I mean, that's primarily who I'm driving around doing Uber and Lyft are people that are not from here. And, you know, they're an older generally not necessarily people i'm driving around most of the time but there's definitely an older demographic that's going to see movies the same time i'm seeing movies which is you know on a weekday at 10 a.m or noon you know you're getting a lot of geriatrics in the theater and these are the type of people that don't give a fuck about anybody uh they feel like they're entitled to have at normal volume conversations with their spouse in a theater with people around them. It's not like they're tucked away in the back of the theater and, you know, they're they're doing their little their little conversation trying to be respectful. They're some of the most disrespectful pieces of shit uh that I've ever been around. Uh and you know, so maybe going to a screening, I don't know how many old people are gonna be hitting up Star Wars, but you know, going to a full screening might uh might dampen their nuisance, but I don't know. I'll probably I might go see it. I might not. I mean, I kind of want to just not do shit on Friday, just smoke a lot of weed, drink a lot of booze, and then just forget forget that I'm still alive another year later. You know, um, I really don't. Not a fan of my birthday. The last time I can remember 
like celebrating my birthday and being excited about my birthday was like early living in San Diego. So I was like 22, 23, 24, somewhere in there. And, you know, I'd made a lot of friends working at Costco in the pizza kitchen. And, you know, I was in my early 20s and I, I was making really good money. So I was partying, hanging out, going to bars, all that kind of shit. So I was excited to, you know, have a bunch of my friends over my apartment. We took the trolley down to uh, the yard house downtown San Diego, uh, got a few yards. I know one of my friends uh, got who was like the most stereotypical white stoner dude. Like he looked like a make America great again, you know, kind of if he wore polo shirts like. He had the very white look, clean cut, but he was super into Bob Marley and smoking weed and Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's like the most kind of the most some of the more annoying uh, stereotypes of of marijuana use uh, was this guy. He actually got fired from Costco uh, for selling weed in the parking lot. Uh, Actually, him and then a friend, another friend, which was an ex of my at the time, uh, he she she, they both got fired because he was selling weed to her and uh one of the lost prevention douchebags saw them out in the parking lot and you know got them fired but uh they got themselves fired whatever it was fucking uh, being liberated from having to work for costco is probably better for them um than if they had stayed and uh gone my route waiting 13 years working 13 years uh to realize that management's never going to show you respect you're going to be treated like shit no matter what uh and and you'll see what it's like for them to treat employees good because every holiday season they'll bring in these these employees for three months and they treat them like golden statues and uh the employees that have been there for over a decade will constantly get shit on at every moment and have their job threatened and be harassed and all this stuff so they they probably getting fired for for fucking buying weed. I wasn't even smoking weed at the time. So we went downtown uh, to the yard house and my stereotypical weed friend, uh, which all my friends at the time smoke weed pretty much. I was in the very minority of people that didn't smoke weed. And a lot of it was I'm the kind of person where the more you pressure me to do something, the less I want to do it. So it's like peer pressure and stuff. I mean, there might be some peer pressure tactics that work with me, but for the most part, like, they would constantly try to get me to smoke weed, and, you know, I had been pretty against weed early on in my life, and then my mid-20s, especially having a lot of friends that smoked weed, I'd kind of, you know, lightened up a lot on uh, the whole weed thing, and then later, listening to Joe Rogan and stuff like that, I completely flipped, and now I'm a... I smoke all the time. Uh, well, actually, not all the time. I, I smoke. I smoke daily, but not all day, every day. Denver, I smoked a shitload of weed uh, and got a shitload of stuff done. But downtown, he gets the yard. If you've been to the yard house, they sell their their namesake a yard of beer. It looks like a beaker with a thin neck, and then you know, it kind of fl- uh, flares out at the top. And this dude gets a hemp ale. So it's like a, a heavier, like, brown ale beer that he has this yard, which I think the yard, 
I want to say it held like 80 ounces of beer, something like that. It was like 240s. And he drank the whole thing. Before we even got food, he drank the whole thing. And Justin, another friend of mine who actually helped me start the Inspired Disorder podcast before Keith took over, uh, Justin was there, and he went to go take a piss. And as he goes into the restroom, he sees, uh, God, what was his name? Uh, Austin. Austin. He sees Austin just projectile vomiting like a fake like a shitty b movie all over the restroom and uh yeah they got we we all got pretty wasted and then we took the trolley back to my house and i think we just like watched i used to watch uh live at slain castle it's a live performance of the red hot chili peppers uh, one of the few live kind of performances that they had put out on dvd at the time and that was kind of that was almost i might watch that again that that was, as far as traditions that i've had for my birthday um that may have been where it started because i think it, it had can't come out that that year or something like that um and then i think we watched other movies uh at my place so that was like the last time i can remember really celebrating my birthday and being excited and like having kind of a bunch of people together um i don't know of a time after that where i did that i can think of like i'd always kind of you know i kind of just like chill low-key by myself uh or you know if i'm dating somebody with a girlfriend but just low-key i don't want to go out I, I mean i'm not a big fan of going out normally so it's like on w my birthday i'm not gonna be like oh i want to do this thing that i don't it, generally enjoy doing um so movies I, I would like usually make a good dinner and watch a lot of stand-up comedy i'd have like i remember one year years later making like baby back ribs mashed potatoes and asparagus and watching uh chris rock uh bigger and blacker watching uh killing them softly dave Chappelle. uh i remember cat williams watching his specials, uh, which are kind of the specials that I, I first started watching, uh, you know, getting into comedy, like collecting uh, those specials um, and just enjoying those, maybe watching a movie here or there. Uh, but just pretty low key is kind of how I like to keep it. And now that I'm turning 37, you know, I'm pretty close to 40, starting over again, again. You know, I had this section of my life where I was living in San Diego, working at Costco, um, you know, and then towards the tail end of that, really getting into the podcasting and getting into being more creative and, you know, doing more of my artwork and then finally leaving all that behind and trying to go to Denver and do these like really romantic kind of big ideas to, you know, I'm going to move to Denver and I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to be a like the podcast is I'll be able to focus my time and the podcast will grow and then you know the reality of everything where oh you know everybody's doing podcasts and just like the uh, logistics of podcasts and YouTube and making money and all those things like the barrier to entry or the barrier to to monetizing those things gets farther and farther away where you know it's like I'm at a level where you know five years ago i would be able to get sponsors no problem 
But now that there's so many podcasts that have huge audiences, I have to reach like exponentially higher numbers for businesses to even give a shit about sending me some money. So, you know, if is pretty fun two years, but a very demoralizing year this year. Like, I don't feel like I have a lot to celebrate. Um, I'm not necessarily hard on myself. I understand failure is, is part of success and, and, and failing is part of creating things. And, you know, everybody fails. If you've never failed, then you've never fucking tried anything. Um, so I get that part that I'm not like depressed. I was very depressed, uh, when I, you know, basically came to the realization that I wasn't going to be able to make Denver work financially. Um, and then having to come back, you know, there's a thing where you grow up, like you grow up in a small town and it's like, and you leave, you know, you leave because of college or you leave because, you know, it's that time for you to leave when you're, you know, 18, when you're going out on your own, you want to leave, get out of your small town, go to a big city, go to a different state, whatever it may be. And there's always that thing of like, I'm never going to be like, if I ever go back there, I will have failed. And so there's part of that coming back to the desert, even though it's been, you know, 15 years since I've lived here. Uh, you know, there's kind of that feeling of like, I failed, especially like picking people up that never left. And they're like, oh, everybody comes back, which I was that kid, too. But I, you know, I was I, I hadn't even tried to leave yet. And you know, now that I'm back here, you know, it doesn't hurt, doesn't sting as much. I mean, it's very much, it's the valley's grown a lot. There's a lot more things. And, and I'm living here at an age where my perspective on things is different. Like I moved, I moved away from the desert around the time where I started going out to clubs and bars and drinking and socializing. So I never really had that kind of life here. Like, growing up here in the suburbs, my only friend was the kid that lived, like, 10 blocks away that I could ride my bike to go hang out with. And all of my friends, the school district I was in, they all lived, like, 20 minutes away, and you needed a car to go see them. So I never saw any of my school friends except for at school. And then I had my 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 at-home friend, and... You know, it's a very different kind of a lifestyle from then, you know, in my 20s in San Diego, doing a lot of things that, you know, I lucked out not getting DUIs, not killing myself, not killing other people, but, you know, just really letting loose in a way. And then, you know, towards the end of my 20s, trying to tighten things up, especially when I started, you know, living on my own, uh, you know, because in at first in San Diego, I had roommates and stuff like that. So it was, you know, I was never really responsible for everything. Um, but then when I got my own apartment and then later bought my condo, you know, the stress levels for knowing that, you know, I don't have anything to fall back on. I don't have like family that I can call and help me like pay for something. You know, I have some friends, but I'm not going to lean on them financially for anything. So it's like, you know, I had to tighten the screws and not go out and party and do, which is weird because a lot of the friends that I still had 
started making families and were still doing the same things that they were doing in their 20s. Like, I don't know. Like, any any person that's in their, like, mid to late 30s and they're still... They re- and they remind me of, like, the person I was or the friends I had in my 20s where it's just like... Like, I can't understand that that mentality where you could be... Like, you must not have any real responsibilities. Like, you, you know, your parents have money. You have, like, this huge safety net to where if you fail, you you know, you're not living in the garage of a friend. Um, but that's where I'm at. Living in a garage with a friend. Friend's office. Uh, home office. On a, a twin mattress from Ikea. Uh, and then... The other few things that I still own are in a very small storage unit. Um, You know, so it's like I'm starting over in that sense. I've known what it is to do all these different things, and now I'm starting over. And the thought of, like, being happy about my birthday coming up um, is not not something that's uh, attractive to me in any way. Uh, You know, I... I'm still, you know, I've definitely kind of leveled out because, you know, for the past, pretty much from the beginning of 2017, fuck, man. I mean, the end of last year was like the beginning. Seriously, when I moved to Denver, like a lot of things I could, it now hindsight 2020 and all, like I can see the spiral beginning, not for me, but just like society like how society has just turned to shit you know a lot of people are just very comfortable with being assholes um apparently getting a job as president uh is is beneficial if you're a racist and misogynistic and you know rapey i don't know if he's ever raped anybody but he's definitely sexually assaulted a bunch of people um like those are the requirements that a lot of our population think are are notable qualifications to be president, and that's disturbing to me. It's also disturbing to me that all these artists that are like that have created so many good things over the years are dying. You know, like it. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird existence. There's a fucking sprinkler broken, and it looks like it's getting closer and closer soaking my van which would just be amazing um and there's probably a cop behind me that i don't see uh yeah so it's like you know so seeing that seeing you know the people that i'd met that had been you know kind of proselytizing the the whole don't be a cunt positive energy thing to kind of see a lot of them just kind of sink into the role of being comfortable being trolls and really fishing for negativity. Uh, Just disgusting behavior. Um, So to see a lot of that happen and just to see, kind of really see how people reacted to me leaving Costco and doing what I did, taking the chance, seeing seeing how a lot of people in my life just disappeared uh and you know in a lot of ways very eye-opening to how alone i am in the pursuits that i have you know i i i 
don't have the uh the giant support net that I thought I had. I didn't have the uh you know the the foundation of uh support. Uh so it was, it was disappointing. Disappointing. Uh you know the the growth of the podcast and the things I did in Denver and how how those things have changed, how just the landscape of, of YouTube and podcasting has changed that affected all those things that I was doing. Um, and then, you know, pretty much all of, all of the work that I had put in to get out of Costco and sell my place and just like to know that now I'm, I'm based, I'm literally starting, uh, from zero financially. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm not starting from zero creatively. Uh, things have changed creatively, but, you know, there's still I'm still grinding those things out. But financially, I'm for sure starting from, you know, not even zero. Zero would be nice, but, you know, starting from negative. And, uh, you know, that's that's all on me. I decided to do the things I did and and take the chances I did. Um you know, I don't blame anybody for that, but at the same time, I don't feel like I should celebrate myself for, you know, becoming 37 when, you know, I don't feel like I have a weird thing where it's like, I just, I don't feel like I deserve to celebrate, you know, I don't deserve to really, you know, I don't like to to hang out. I mean, I don't have money to hang out, really, uh, especially now. But just the thought of hanging out doesn't, you know, doesn't like going to a party or going to fucking a club or a bar or, or whatever. Like, none of that shit at all. Like, I'd rather just be home working on, you know, the many faces or working on you know, how I can improve the website or how I can, like, I'd rather be working. Like, I don't feel like my work is done yet to where I feel like I can relax and, and, and celebrate anything. I don't feel there's, I don't feel there's anything for me to celebrate in my life. I don't feel the state of our society is worth celebrating. I don't feel, uh, the state of a lot of art is worth celebrating. I don't feel the fact that uh, we have these tragedies all the time and how they get branded. I don't feel I don't feel that, you know, I don't none of this shit needs to be celebrated. I think I think society as a whole is kind of, you know, culturally is gone to shit and it's been slowly going that way forever. The fact that people have like a Kardashian as like a role model or a hero to them is like the most disgusting thing in the world or our president thinking our president is somebody to be looked up to somebody that that has done nothing to deserve anything in his life been given all the money he wants he fucks over businesses all the time not paying his bill filing bankruptcy so he only pays a percentage of what he owes contractors and and labor people people that build his dog shit fucking hotels and casinos and whatever the fuck he's invests his, his money his parents money in uh who's has a history of racism his whole family has a a long history with racism 
He cares nothing about anybody. He literally got fired from his last job for being racist and then was able to use all of the racist people in the United States, which this country has a huge history of. So it's not surprising that there's still a gigantic population of this country that is racist as fuck and just doesn't talk about it in public. You know, like some people who are religious don't go around discussing their religion to everybody right they keep that shit quiet because they know nobody wants to fucking hear it right so they know these racists know that you know nobody wants to hear their fucking you know their racist jokes their their fucking feeble attempts at at humor um so you know he he uh he got the job uh yeah so that's where I don't feel like I, it's, you know, maybe next year, maybe next year if I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know, like, like direction wise, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be next year. You know, I don't know where I want to be next year. You know, I, I kind of want to maybe there's definitely been times where it's like, you know, I want to go work. Well, there was a fucking there's a huge amount of time where I was like, Burt Kreischer was looking for a producer and I've, you know, trying to get a hold of him through direct means, you know, I'm all well, direct as in like Twitter and shit like that, but also like talking to people that know him that I know and trying to get a good word in. And just like completely like all of my efforts seem to just be going into a black hole of nothingness. And then all of a sudden he meets somebody just randomly on the streets. And now that guy's his producer. So it's like I wanted to work with him for a while. You know, any of these comedians that need a producer, I would love to work with. Then uh, all things comedy, they were talking about hiring a bunch of people and doing a bunch of things. And it's like I'd like to do that. But, you know, you know, I don't know if I want to live in L.A. You know, I don't know what working like for, you know, more of a company atmosphere doing what I do versus a one on one. I'd almost want to do one on one. So I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know. I really don't know. You know, I don't know how much more aside from doing this and doing early retire or uh, Raylo's movies. You know, as far as bring oh fucking shadows coming back, great. Um, you know, with inspired disorder podcast and all that stuff, I'd love to start doing it again. I'd love to, you know, I'm for sure gonna have Keith on and talk to Keith on podcast. But as far as bringing that back regularly, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know if I want to put the energy into something that, you know, that just you know that I'm doing just to do. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what this next, this new year's has in store for me really. Um, so it's like, I'm just, I'm just glad that I'm able to, I've been able to make some money and I'm not just going to go completely broke and like lose my car and like, you know, which I was, I was fucking less than a month away from just not being able to make any of my bills and just whatever happens, happens you know, lose whatever's in my storage, lose my car. Um, at least I have a place to stay.
but you know, so I barely started making money, um, and getting sick right before. So it's like, I'm in dire need to start making money and I can't because I feel I'm sick. Um, so it's been tricky. I've been so busy just trying to level, level the plane that, you know, I haven't really thought much of what's next for the future and all that. This is a horrible place. I parked right, right by a fucking mountain. Um, there's tons of sun, like a block that way. It's fucking stupid. Uh, well, I'm just going to keep going. Um, so I don't know what my goals are. There's, there's a lot of reasons why I'm not very excited to be celebrating my birthday. And this is not even what I was going to talk about on this episode. I was going to go like kind of break down what I do on a day-to-day bay or what, you know, what my life's like. Um, uh, but I decided instead, because I just remembered there's my birthday coming up that maybe I should, uh, discuss that since this is coming out a few days before my birthday. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't even remember the last gift I was given for my birthday, you know? So maybe that's part of it. Maybe I'm just butt hurt that nobody else cares. I do get birthday wish. I mean, I think the only reason I get birthday wishes is because Facebook reminds me. I saw, I was doing it for like a couple years. I would say happy birthday to every single person that Facebook told me that, oh, it's their birthday today. I'd be like, oh, I'll go say hi, you know, happy birthday. And that was really, and I was realizing it's like, that's so disingenuous. Like if I'm around you and I see you, I'll say happy birthday, but I'm not going to wish you a happy birthday over social media. Some people I do, but that's because like, I don't know, like I just wishing somebody a happy birthday because Facebook reminded them is disingenuous. It's just like everything is so fake. Everything's so fake. And I'm kind of over it. I'm so over fake shit, man. I'm over people acting fake. I'm over I'm over the fucking people's obsession with like movie stars. It's like weird. It's weird how people like try to give me encouragement saying that like one day I'll be famous. Like you anybody that says that I'm going to me, I'm going to be famous someday has no idea has, has their their opinion or their view of who I am as a person is based solely on their assumptions because no part of me wants to be famous. I have no desire to be famous. I create things because I enjoy creating things and I hope that one day I can pay my bills doing that, but I'm not looking to be famous. I don't want, you know, I don't want that. I don't if I can find a way to make a ton of money, have po- my the work that I do be popular, but I don't want to be popular. I would love for my work to be popular, and I'd love to be able to pay my bills. I would love for money to not be an issue. Like, I would love to be like Joe Rogan was in his 20s where he got on a big sitcom and then didn't really have to worry about money ever again, you know? Like, that would be nice to not have to worry about money. But as far as fame, I have no desire to be fame. I think any any human being, like even if you're an artist, an actor, a musician, if your goal is to be famous, then you're not an artist. Your goal as an artist should be constantly growing as an artist. Constantly your work to be famous. 
not me. I mean, if I'm popular by, by you know, association, that's fine. I'm not going to take advantage of it. But if my art, the, the things that I create, those things become famous or popular, that's awesome. Because generally that means I'm going to have some money coming in. But I'm not looking to be like, you know, signing autographs, stopped on the street. People recognize me. I like being a nobody in society. Um, and my goal has never been, nor will it ever be, to be famous. My goal has been and always will be to be an artist. Ever since I was a small child and my mom said only dead artists make money, it's it, like it didn't discourage me. It's just like, well, I guess I'm not talking to my mom, who is an artist, about being an artist. Because clearly it's a lifestyle that she doesn't approve of um, or th doesn't respect in any way. It, despite it being a financial struggle, you know, you know, good way to really, you know, cultivate your child's dreams there by telling the only way he's going to make money is if he's dead. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, fame. If, if that's what you think, if that's what you think I'm looking for, then you, you have, you, it's just more reason why you have no fucking idea who I am. You have no fucking idea who I am and you have no fucking idea what my goals are and you've completely missed the point. You've completely missed the, the mark on what I'm trying to do. Now, maybe they're trying to be famous and they think because they want to be famous that everybody wants to be famous, uh, but that's not the case, man. I think fame is... I think I think people who 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 strive for fame are some of the most shallow, worthless humans on the face of the planet. They they're not they're not looking to provide society with anything. They just want they want to be liked and known by everybody. And that's not that's that's just somebody that wants to be God. As somebody that wants to be Jesus. They want to be Buddha. They want to be idolized. They want they want people to follow them um, for no reason other than them being alive, like not because they create good work and they you know they have followers because of the work that they do. Like an artist creates work and like people love Alex Gray because he makes amazing work, not because he was a a kid and he growing up he's like I'm gonna be famous one day. Oh, how are you gonna do that? Oh well, I'm gonna do this trippy work for a band named Tool. Like he, Alice Gray is maybe famous, you know, David Cho may be famous. I think artists in general, most people don't know. Most people know the work more than the person, right? Whereas acting and stuff like that, you definitely know, you see the person, but you still don't know the person. Clearly, if you, you know, Jim Carrey is not, he, Jim Carrey is not fucking uh, Ace Ventura. He's not the mask. He's not a goofball. He's a fucking artist. And he was giving everybody goofball because he thought that that's what they wanted. Um, or that is what they wanted. And he was giving them what they wanted. Um, so, yeah, I'm not looking for fame. Uh, it would be nice to just be treated with respect. That's all I'm looking for. Which, you know, at this point, there's a few people that treat me with respect. And there's a bunch of people that... that probably feel like I owe them something or um I don't know I don't know 
but it it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, birthdays. What do you do for your birthday? Are you the type of person that that uh has a birthday month? Do you think that you are that important to the uh, universe that you're worthy of uh, a whole month being set aside for a day you came out of your mom's vagina or stomach? You know, nobody's special. Nobody's special. Some people work harder than others. Some people get notoriety for whatever, but nobody's special. Uh, man, I guess that's it. I didn't intend for this to be that or that to be this, but I did. And it was 40 and the sun's going down. And, uh, here, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you since I'm have this on something else. That's the, uh, there's the sun shooting over the, through the mountain there. Uh, you can see, um, yeah. And of course I'm in the back of my van recording a podcast and that's it. I think I'm done. I think that's all I have to say. Uh, hope everybody has a great week. Uh, I will probably be intoxicated and I might avoid all social media, which I tend to do sometimes. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing on my birthday, but, uh, you know, I hope everybody else has a great week. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, yeah, that's it. This is early retirement. My name is, oh no, wait, uh, you can follow me on uh, at Ray Taylor on Twitter. Uh, if you want to do, if you do like artwork and you want to check out, uh, my, my, uh, ongoing abstract portrait series called the many faces, you can do so on my Instagram account. My name is Ray Taylor on there as well. Um, that's where I release a new piece every day. Um, there's many sizes that you can choose from if you're looking to buy one of the faces, uh, and your money goes directly to me minus small fees and then probably a, a tax bill that I'm going to get at some point. Uh, but it definitely helps me survive. So if you want to help me survive, please go buy some artwork. And if you're not into my artwork, share it. That's always nice. Uh, if you want to share it, uh, with your followers, maybe somebody that follows you likes my art, even though you don't. And if maybe your walls are full of artwork already and you have no more space for even the smallest many face, which is four by six inches priced at $10, you can't afford that or you don't want a small piece, then you can just donate directly to me uh, through Patreon. It's a monthly donation. So I generally ask people to donate a dollar, $1 a month, $12 a year, really not much, uh, not much dinero you're throwing my way. Uh, but I do appreciate every single dollar. Uh, if you want to donate more, you get perks. But $1 is all I'm asking for. And tell your friends, donate a dollar. I'd rather have I'd rather have a thousand people donating a dollar than one person donating a thousand. So and there's perks if you do want to donate more. Uh, but that's it. That's all. I uh, hope you all have a great week. I'm out of here. I'm done with this shit um, until next week. Peace out, bitches! Uh!